Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. We're very focused on the data we're collecting from surveillance efforts. What's being said on social media platforms? We have launched an effort to be able to counter some of the negativity and reach out to people when we see hate speech being spoken about on on online platforms. This governor of New York statement about how they're going to surveil everyone and then thought crime you is a big deal because they've already been doing this. But now the ADL that runs this lady, once it codified into law, you've seen the EU say recently, oh, don't worry, soon we'll be censoring Americans. All the EU threatening to arrest Elon Musk. This is a big deal. Governor Kathy Hochul says New York's uh, now conducting special media surveillance efforts to monitor hate. That's government taxpayer money to monitor what you say. And I always point this out about the censorship. It's surveillance and censorship. And the surveillance is just as bad as the censorship itself. None dare call it conspiracy and many, many others like Cleon Skousen's The Naked Communist. And then reading the New American Magazine predicting what the world government would look like from their own documents and getting heavily into the UN's uh, library and thinking, man, this is really fantastical. This is really totalitarian. This is really transhumanist. This is incredibly dangerous and, and looks like Brave New World. And then I read Brave New World, then I read Brave New World Revisited, which is nonfiction. And there was Aldous Huxley, whose brother founded the UN, Julian Huxley, and was the head of the World Eugenics Society, and later the first transhumanist, saying in the 50s, we're going to end the sexes, break up the families, and turn humans into factory farm-produced creatures that we control. So that you have more and more people living their lives out as subordinates in these hierarchical systems controlled by bureaucracies, either the bureaucracies of big business or the bureaucracies of big government. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, the devices that you were talking about, are there specific devices or uh, uh, methods of communication which diminish our freedoms in addition to overpopulation and overorganization? Well, there are certainly devices which can be used in this way. I mean, let us uh, take, uh, after all, a piece of very recent and very painful history is the uh, propaganda used by Hitler, which was incredibly effective. I mean, that, what were Hitler's methods? Hitler used terror on the one kind, brute force on the one hand, but he also used a very efficient uh, form of, uh, of propaganda, which uh, uh, he was using every modern device at that time. He didn't have TV, but he had the the radio, which he used to the fullest extent, mm -hmm. and was able to uh, impose his will on an immense mass of people. I mean, the Germans were a highly educated people. And, and Huxley wrote in Brave New World Revisited in 1961 that this was the actual plan of the technocrats. So see, I knew that the founding scientist of the UN and his brother had told her by the battle plan and then explained, this is not a joke. And then I went and looked at what they were planning in the 50s that was done by the 70s. What they were planning in the 70s was done by the 90s. And I said, well, if we continue down the trajectory, what they're saying they'll have done by the year 2000, Agenda 2021, then they're going to do Agenda 2030, which is 90% forced depopulation. That's going to get really nasty, isn't it? It is the inventory and control plan inventory and control of all land, all water, 
all minerals, all plants, all animals, all construction, all means of production, all food, all energy, all information, and all human beings in the world. And this is a plan that was agreed to by 179 nations back in 1992. It's a United Nations plan. It's called the Agenda for the 21st Century. And so they are attempting it. That's the whole point of the broadcast is we know the enemy plan. We know their operation. And we know the trajectory only goes down until we start not complying and then building alternate systems. Society goes up and down in cycles. And the globalists know that. And now they want a final cycle with an organized scientific takeover of civilization. So it's the end of history, the end of cycles. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The War Room. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. Very happy to be with you here on this Monday. A very special Monday, indeed. I didn't put this tweet in my stack of stories to be printed, but I'm glad it somehow got in here because President Biden is here to remind us that it is the Transgender Day of Remembrance. As if we could ever forget. He says there's no place for hate and discrimination in America. No one should lose their life simply for being themselves. An ironic thing to say about a group of people whose entire identity is about not being themselves. Incredible stuff. So we remember. Try hard as we might, we can't help but remember the constant presence of this vanishingly small minority dominating so much of political life. It's truly bizarre. We have a lot of stuff to talk about today. Our our top stories will be Elon Musk versus, well, everyone, but in this particular case, Media Matters. For a while, and if you subscribe to the Daily Dispatch at harrisonhillsmith.substack.com, you know I do little categories of what we're talking, you know, different news categories, Israel-Hamas war, Biden being an idiot, you know, whatever the headline is that all the other stories fall under. And it was like for a while, it was like Elon versus Twitter, Elon versus the ADL, Elon versus – and eventually I just started putting Elon versus everyone. It's just Elon is constantly at war with one group or another, and frankly, all of the groups he's at war with are the same groups we're at war with. So we're allies in this. So we're talking about Elon versus Media Matters in this particular case. And it's largely the same people, just in different in different form. It's just like the various manifestations of George Soros. 
We'll also be talking, of course, about the victory of uh, Millet, I think is how you pronounce his name, in Argentina. We'll talk quite a bit about that. We'll talk about, uh, what else, the January 6th proof coming out. And, of course, we'll touch on what is going on in Israel as there are some interesting new developments on the northern border. We'll get into all of that and more. But we'll begin today, as I, as I like to do, a little bit of humor, and we can always rely on the clown-in-chief, President Biden, to supply us with a, a steady, continuous supply of absurd, absurd hilarity. From Gateway Pundit, he shot, Biden rambles about turkeys, confuses Taylor Swift and Britney Spears, saying it's kind of warm in Brazil right now. Here's Biden doing his best. Gosh darn, God bless his heart. Here he is uh, trying to just muddle his way through a completely symbolic and frankly just kind of fun ceremony. And of course he is... uh, I'll just bungles it like a moron. Let's go now to clip number 14. Here's Biden talking about a turkey. Here he is. Now, just to get here, Liberty and Bell had to beat some tough odds in competition. They had to work hard to show patience and be willing to travel over a thousand miles. You could say even this harder than getting a, a ticket to the Renaissance tour or, or, or Britney's tour. She's down in, it's kind of warm in Brazil right now. Yeah, whatever, dude. Okay, good, great. I don't, I don't even know what the heck he's trying to say there. You can just imagine the Gen Z scriptwriters being like, well, put in a joke about Taylor Swift. It doesn't matter if he doesn't know what the hell we're talking about. It's on the teleprompter. He'll just read the teleprompter. And then he's just rambling about the, just the Renaissance tour and calling her Britney Spears and uh, talking about how hot it is in Brazil. And they're just like, oh, God, <laughs> why? Why did we try to put in a joke? about a, a Zoomer celebrity. This is really not good. Is Joe Biden going to eat Taylor Swift? Is that what's going to happen here? Do they eat the turkeys that get... Uh, whatever it's called? Uh, pardoned? Pardoned? They don't eat them, right? They go to like a bird sanctuary. They eat the unlucky birds. They eat the birds that were near the Capitol on January 6th. The ones that just, you know, that turkey, this turkey's undercover. He works for the FBI. That's why he got pardoned. This is the Ray Epps of turkeys. The ones that don't get pardoned, not so not so good for them. But it's okay. Halfway through, he uh, randomly decided to run back inside. Let's go now to clip number five. Here's uh, Joe Biden abruptly leaving the turkey pardoning ceremony and half jogging back inside. For a mysterious reason, he almost runs headlong into some Marines on the way out. Let's uh, let's watch this, shall we? Hey, bye, Joe. Goodbye. Back into the crypt he goes. But hey, I'm with Joe on this one. I'm I'm. It's Thanksgiving to me. As soon as Thanksgiving starts. My whole family's probably at home watching me right now. Hey, how you doing, you guys? But I was like, tug your ear or something. Let us know you're watching. It's like, it's my show. I'll just say hi. Hi, guys. How you doing? Hope you're all doing well. I hope everybody is uh, gearing up for Thanksgiving, gearing up for your political debates. Maybe we should do a 
maybe we should do a strategy session tomorrow. We're talking about how to talk to your family about politics at the Thanksgiving uh, table. We will be taking your calls a little bit later in the show. Lots of videos to show you as well and just, yeah, infinite stories to get into. Let's start with this one from Infowars.com. First Amendment showdown. Owen Schroyer challenges government bid to halt appeal. The federal government overstepped its constitutional boundaries by dismissing InfoWars host Owen Schroyer's motion to appeal his verdict, violating his right to free speech, argues Schroyer's attor- attorney, Norm Pattis. In a court filing submitted Monday to the D.C. Court of Appeals, Pat- uh, Pattis pushed back against the U.S. government's dismissal of Schroyer's appeal, arguing prosecutors used his client's political opinions made weeks and months ahead of the alleged offense against him, violating his constitutionally protected right to free speech. And this, of course, is the linchpin of the Owen Schroyer conviction, the fact that he is still behind bars, still, as far as we know, in enhanced process or whatever they call in, um, solitary confinement these days. And it's the fact that he was sentenced and actually given jail time based entirely on his First Amendment protected speech. It doesn't have to do with a uh, his presence at the U.S. Capitol. didn't have to do with any sort of agreement that he's said to have violated. They actually sentenced and referenced in their sentencing his speech on this very show. Mr. Schroer contends that the appeal should not be dismissed because it raises a serious and substantial question about the substantial unreasonableness of the district court's imposition of sentence, to wit, whether the court sentenced Mr. Schroer to a period of incarceration because of Mr. Schroer's protected speech, an egregious violation of Mr. Schroer's rights under the First Amendment to the United States Constitution. He contends that given the importance of protected speech, especially protected speech about political events, such speech, when unrelated to proof of intent to commit a crime, is never a relevant event offense conduct. To rule otherwise is to grant the government the power to seek penal consequences on account of speech, a result that would be abhorrent to the nation's founders and should be anathema to a reviewing court committed to constitutional principles. Pattis pointed out that during the sentencing, government prosecutors sought to justify a sentence of 120 days in jail for Schroyer by urging the court to consider the fact that Mr. Schroyer previously spread, quote, disinformation about the 2020 election and had otherwise encouraged others to protest in an effort to stop the steal. So in other words, they sentenced him for calling out what he saw as illegitimate government conduct as a stolen election and to encourage people to protest. Apparently, you can be sentenced to prison If you encourage people to protest, if that's not a violation of the First Amendment, I don't know what is. And, of course, they get into the fact that he signed a plea deal where they said they wouldn't ask for uh, prison time, and they backed backed down on that and actually sentenced him. So prayers to Owen Schroyer. Remember him as you're sitting around the Thanksgiving table this week. We have not had this many of our best-selling products back in stock in years. Because of supply chain breakdowns and all the rest of the stuff that's going on. And these are game-changing products. It's like our information's game-changing. These products are incredible. And I'm personally glad that these are now back in stock. All three of the InfoWars Platinum flagship products that have been sold out for months are now back in stock, but a very limited run because we only had a budget to get three or 4,000 bottles of each one of these. I think we got... 4,000 bottles of the HGH Max Boost that people love so much. We've got about 4,000 bottles of 1776 Testosterone Boost that just came in. And we've got about 3,000 bottles of Pain MD, incredible natural pain reliever situation. All three of these are back in stock, and they're incredible, and they fund our operation at InfoWarsStore.com. 
do you think the globalists are desperately trying to censor everybody? Why are they attacking myself and Donald Trump and Elon Musk and everybody else? Because they can't get through this giant megalomaniacal power grab if we're here exposing them. But we're not just exposing their operation. In my new book, we give you the solutions to build a new, better world, an alternative to Klaus Schwab's You Will Eat the Bugs. This is the Great Awakening. The plan to defeat the globalist and launch the second great renaissance. It's a companion to my last book that was a number one worldwide bestseller. And this book is even thicker and even more powerful. Get your copy of The Great Awakening today at InfoWarsStore.com. Either signed as a fundraiser, and I thank you for the support, or unsigned. But whatever you do, take action now. We're fighting for you, but we can't keep on if you don't support us. So please, get the historic book now. Go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening at InfoWarsStore. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is The War Room. It'll be a bit of an international episode today. We're going to talk a lot about America as well, the January 6th footage, the Media Matters versus Elon Musk, lots of stuff to talk about. But we're going to start with talking about the election of Javier Malay in Argentina and what that portends and whether this is a, you know, massive sign of good things to come, whether he's going to be the real deal or whether we're going to have another Maloney on our hands. After all, we've seen the way that people often around the world get elected as right-wing populist. All the media freaks out, starts crying about how dangerous and and right-wing and extreme they are, only to find that they become incredibly moderate once they're in power. I have a feeling that's not going to happen with this guy. But just to put it in context, End Wokeness has a, a pretty good list, but it's not a complete list. It at least points to what's happening around the world right now. End Wokeness wrote this, Some reasons to be optimistic. Argentina just elected anti-socialist ec- economist Javier Malay in a landslide. Trump beats Biden in all recent polls, by massive numbers, by the way. Right-wing ADF is surging in Germany. Finland just formed the most right-wing government in its history. Anti-immigration party is part of the government's part of the government in Sweden for the first time. The anti-WEF farmer party in the Netherlands just pulled off a huge upset and is surging. Le Pen's party is surging in France. Hundreds of thousands in Spain are marching against the socialist coup, and Bukele has a 90% approval after his crackdown on crime in El Salvador. Again, this is just a partial list. There's actually a lot of other reasons to be optimistic as right-wing populist candidates come to power the world over, and it's very good to see. And it's causing massive pushback from the powers that be, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Places like in Germany, the AFD being deemed as some sort of domestic terrorist organization to crack down on them and spy on their operatives, as well as unleashing leftist psychopath assassins to go try to uh, kill the people who are leading this revolutionary surge of right-wing populist politics. 
So let's go to some videos, shall we? Let's just, if we want to get a good idea of what Malay is all about, let's go to some of the more viral videos that have been released. Many of us first heard about Javier Malay when this clip came out, clip number 12. This is now Argentina's new president, Javier Malay. First thing you need to know, he absolutely cannot stand a leftist. Let's go to clip number 12. This is the video that really many of us first became aware and big fans of Javier Malay. Let's watch. He says, you can't give crap leftards an inch. Can you define crap leftist? She, he's asked. All collectivists, all kinds of collectivists. But why do you call them crap? Because they are crap. <laughs> we got to bring the audio up a little bit. If you think differently from them, they will kill you. This is the point. You can't give crap leftists an inch. If you give them an inch, they'll use it to destroy you. You can't negotiate with leftards. <laughs> leftards. You don't negotiate with trash because they will end you. If they, the left, have a guy that uh, beats his wife, if it's one of them, he puts on the green scarf pro-abortion and yells about neoliberalism all the time and they hide it. If there's suddenly a journalist that molests another journalist, they hide it. When it's one of them, they hide it. They hide all of these aberrations. Now, if you're on the other side, they will ruin you. They'll kill you. They'll throw you everything. They don't care if they ruin your whole life. Why? Only because you don't think like them. Do you know what the good part is in all of this? Because since to err is human, since everyone can be mistaken, they force us to be better. And since they're getting better than them, since we are getting better than them, since we are crushing them in the cultural battle, we are not only superior economically, we are morally superior, we are aesthetically superior, we're better, at them th uh, we're better than them at everything, and that triggers them. And since they can't beat us with real arguments, they just use the repressive apparatus of the state with loads of taxpayer money to destroy us. And yet they're still losing. They had to remove the blacklist. You understand? They're losing. They're desperate. The crap leftists are losing the cultural battle. For the first time ever, they are cornered. The crap left hearts. <laughs> Look at that face. <laughs> That's the reason I wanted to bring up the audio a little bit. You got to get a sense of this guy's passion as he talks about these things. Because that, I think, is the number one takeaway for me, is it's the aggressiveness. It's the take no prisoners, no holds barred approach that he's taken. And we'll get into you know some of his positions, and some people are a little suspicious about him. But the fact is, he is saying all the things that our politicians should be saying, not doing so in a diplomatic way that's designed to please the leftists who are destroying us and killing us and all the things that he just laid out but are spitting in their faces and telling them, we know who you are, we know what you're about, we're better than you, and we're going to defeat you, so get used to it. That's the attitude that we need the world over. That is the attitude that won him this election, and I hope to see this as a, another symbol. I mean, between him and Bukele, it's like this is the uh, recipe for success as a right-winger, not just in Latin America, but around the world. Here he is, clip 11. Uh, he took this symbol on as his campaign, the chainsaw. And again, just the spirit coming out of him is really what we need to capture and to mimic here in the United States. Let's uh, go ahead and go to clip 11 here. 
there he is, wielding the chainsaw, going absolutely insane. I mean, how can you not love it? People respond to passion. People are sick of the buttoned-up, you know, three-piece suit-wearing losers who just lose with dignity. We want people that will put themselves out there and actually do what it takes to save their country and our world from domination by these bootlicking leftist scumbags. Let's go to let's go to clip number four, shall we? Here's Malay, and I'm not—I don't even have a translation for this, but this is him dressed up as a superhero named General Ancap, General Anarcho-Capitalist, uh, and he's holding some sort of spear and singing. And uh, he's got a pretty good voice. Let's watch. Look, I don't know what he's saying, but he's wearing a superhero outfit. He's wielding a medieval weapon. He's wielding a chainsaw. He's putting himself out there. His hair makes my hair look kimped in comparison. Try as I might to wield it down. I like him. What can I say? He's got the attitude. He's got the spirit. We'll see how it goes, but we'll show you on the other side some of the reaction to his election, uh, including stock market prices massively ramping up and what may have led to his election beyond his attitude and his persona, but some of the historical trends that he's hoping to reverse there in Argentina. Stay with us. Thanksgiving 2023 is here. And I'm giving Thanksgiving for all we've done against tyranny and your incredible support together in this fight. And I'm particularly giving Thanksgiving that X2, our number one product, the only true atomic iodine on the market after a year plus of being sold out, is finally back in stock, ready to ship now. If you don't know the power of X2 and the iodine conspiracy, you are insane. Get X2 now. It could be the last run ever we get shut down. While you still can, at InfoWarsStore.com. Research iodine deficiency and billions of people with cognitive disabilities because they don't have it. X2, X2, X2 is now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. Takes a few weeks to kick in, but it is the building block to everything. It's the missing link. They bomb us with the fluoride that is in the same family but has the opposite effect. This is the holy grail of supplements and empowering yourself. X2, back in stock right now. Discount at InfoWarsStore.com. Infowars.com forward slash show. The command center in the battle for clarity and truth. Harrison Smith invites you to the war room. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, the Infowars store is currently running a Black Friday sales event up to 60% off plus free shipping and double Patriot points on just about all of our top-selling products, including the powerful, the incredible, the legendary Survival Shield X2, which is now back in stock and on sale at 25% off. But you're getting 60% off Brain Force Plus and Ultra, 50% off Real Red Pill Plus in the Greens Fiber Capsules, Down and Out Sleep Support, also 50% off, 40% off a number of other top-selling products. Go now to InfoWarsStore.com as you do your shopping 
this Black Friday, remember to uh, keep InfoWars in mind. By the way, you know why they call it Black Friday, right? That's when most retailers go into the black for the first time all year. So they're operating in the red all year until the Friday after Thanksgiving when it's a big shopping day and they actually go into the black for the first time, meaning they're actually making profit really only for about a month at the end of the year. Now, those are retailers who all they do is sell things. Like, that's the way they make money. At InfoWars, we sell things, but the majority of our income goes directly back into producing this show, The Alex Jones Show, The American Journal, Bandot Video, all the great creators we have there. So think about how narrow our margins are if most retailers only become profitable after Thanksgiving. Now imagine they're having to fund three incredible studios and a worldwide broadcast network and all the great content creators on top of that. So please do go to InfoWarsStore.com. Keep us in the black and keep us in the fight. Now, let's go back to anti-socialist Javier Malay. He has vowed that rebuilding of Argentina begins today, calls for Trump 2024. Anti-socialists all the world over, the story from Gateway Pundit, woke up a bit happier today after Argentina elected right-wing libertarian Javier Malay as the new president. MSM still stupefied as to how voters in the South American country chose an outsider with radical views to fix their battered economy. And just to illustrate sort of what the, uh, what the battered economy looks like, culture critic posted this reminder that Argentina was once one of the richest nations on earth an arrival of the U.S., hence the well-known phrase rich as an Argentine. Incredible facts about the Argentinian economy in the early 20th century. It was as rich as the U.S. per capita at the turn of the century. GDP grew 6% annually during the 30, uh, 43 years to 1914, the fastest growth in the world. Top 10 wealthiest nations globally per capita by 1914. Argentine, Argentinian exports peaked at around 4% of the world trade during the 1920s. And Argentine was still as rich as much of Europe as late as the 1950s. Not so much today. So this really is an attempt to halt and hopefully reverse the pattern that has uh, gripped Argent, uh, Argentina, like it's gripped so many uh, countries in Latin South America, of degradation and socialism, slowly but surely choking it to death. And they're attempting to reverse this trend. Riding a wave of voter anger with the political mainstream, Malay won by a landslide with some 56% uh, 56 of the vote versus just 44% for his rival, Massa. Malay is pledging economic shock therapy. His plans include shutting the central bank, ditching the peso, and slashing spending, potentially painful reforms that resonated with voters angry at the economic malaise. Malay broke the hegemony of the two leading political forces, the Peronist leftists that have dominated Argentine politics since the 1940s, and its main opposition, the Come Together for Change conservative bloc. Malay is staunchly anti-abortion, favors looser gun laws, and has criticized Argentine Pope Francis. He used to carry a chainsaw as a symbol of his planned cuts, but shelved in recent weeks to help boost his modern image, although I think you're going to have to do a little bit more than that. And again, let's let's just look at a few more of uh, the reasons that they would vote for this wild, unprecedented outsider. And is it a shock to tell you that it's because he's a wild, unprecedented outsider? And that's exactly what we need. And the people actually realize that around the world, not just in uh, Argentina. Let's go to clip number two here. Uh, this is Javier Malay saying the thievery of politics is over. Long live liberty. Let's watch. Oh, yeah, this is his plan for uh, his new government. 
policies. Let's he's just going through one by one. It's basically the it's a more extreme version of the Ron Paul program. But let's watch and I'll read along. He says uh, Ministry of Sports and Tourism. Out. Ministry of Culture, out. Ministry of the Environment and Sustainable Development, definitely put that out. Ministry of Women, Genders and Diversity, out. Ministry of Public Works, out. Even if you resist. Ministry of Science, Technology and Innovation, out. Ministry of Labor, Employment and Social Security, out. Ministry of Education, Indoctrination, out. Ministry of Transport, out. Ministry of Health, out. Ministry of Social Development, out. The thievery of politics is over. Long live damn liberty. Good to see. We like it. We like to see it. We have one more video of him, and then we'll talk about some of the reasons why people on our side maybe aren't quite so happy. Maybe are a little bit more suspicious as to whether he's going to be a true shake-up-the-system the change president or whether we might just be getting more of the same in a different outfit. Let's go to clip number one here. Argentina just elected anti-socialist economist as their next president. Here's him talking in a way that got him elected. Let's watch. He says, what madness are we living in? The madness of stupid political correctness, where basically it's like saying, oh, if you don't recite cool socialism or you're not woke then you are violent and you are a danger to democracy. Come on, guys. Let's continue with this nonsense. And instead of being ranked 140 G- GDP, we're going to be the largest shanty town in the world. I, I, I think he puts it really well there. I, that's exactly what it is. If you don't repeat the nonsense of the left, if you don't act like you're woke, then you get called a danger to democracy. It's utterly ridiculous, nonsensical dare I say, retarded. And so he's right about that, and that's the exact... I mean, I I just wish American politicians would take on his style of candidacy. I really do appreciate it. Meanwhile, we have this. Of course, we just talked about the history of Argentina and how it was a incredibly powerful country for uh, for most of the 20th century only to be subsumed in the socialist politics and have its wealth systematically drained from its people. And now with the election of Malay, it appears as though things are turning around. Argentina's stock market is soaring after the election of Malay. Turns out socialism, not great for the economy. And according to the Wall Street Journal, you can see it's green across the board for the Argentina stock market with uh, various uh, stock market attributes up between, well, 38% in some cases or just 2%, but definitely positive across the board which is a positive development for the country of Argentina. Now, War Clandestine, I think, actually laid out pretty well the reasons for opposition to this or, or suspicion for this. War Clandestine on Twitter says, there's a chunk of truthers who are upset about Malay winning because they think he is a World Economic Forum slash Zionist plant that tricked Argentinians into voting for him. If this is the case, well, then nothing has changed, except Malay red-pilled millions around the world first 
It's a net gain either way. Just because you might not share your exact viewpoint about Ukraine or the Middle East doesn't mean it's the end of the world. The man recognizes that the deep state exists, that leftism, socialism is a poison, and that less government, the better. He might not be perfect, but he sees the root of the problem, and he's not afraid to tell you about it. This makes him better than 99.99% of the politicians to ever walk this earth. If he turns out to be a deep state sleeper agent, highly improbable, then we adjust our assessment of the situation uh, as the situation develops. Until then, I'm enjoying the win and enjoying Red Pill's Malay is dishing out. And then, of course, he posts that video that we played in the last segment. Now, I have to agree about that, but I also understand the incentive to question this election as he seems not just like a diehard Zionist, but like dedicated to that move in particular. That movement in particular. And of course, when we showed the clip from the lobby documentary by Al Jazeera, you saw the way that they basically would get politicians and say, we don't care what you believe. We don't care if you're far right or far left. Our one issue is Iran. We don't even care about the Palestinians that much. If you go with us with Iran, then you have our support. Anything else and you don't. And I'll explain how this is kind of being inverted on the other side. Stay with us. Normally, Christmas is our biggest sell of the year. But because of supply chain breakdowns and other issues, this is our biggest sale because finally almost all of our best-selling products are finally back in stock, including sold out for more than a year, X2, the only true nascent iodine out there is finally back. What it does for your immune system, your body, all your cells is miraculous. It's discounted at InfoWarsTore.com. Double Patriot points, free shipping, biggest sale hands down of 2023. I'm sure Christmas will have a big sale, but we'll be sold out of most of this. So Christmas has come early. Black Friday's come early. And it funds the InfoWar. Get X2. Get VasoBeats back in stock. Get all the other great products at InfoWarsTore.com right now. But again, our fan favorite, my favorite, is X2. Sold out for over a year. Could be our last run if we're shut down. Get it while you can. X2, discounted InfoWarsStore.com. Where were you when humanity was fighting for its life? Where were you when the globalists were caught trafficking millions of children for sex slavery worldwide? Where were you when the New World Order was starting World War III with Russia? Well, I know where you are. You're watching and listening to InfoWars.com right now, and I salute you and thank you. And I want to encourage all of you who've been in this fight so long to realize we've reached the critical juncture in the battle now. And a key tool in that fight is the Great Awakening, defeating the globalists and launching the next great renaissance. This is my second book, part two of the Great Reset and the War of the World. It's a longer book, a quite frankly, more powerful book. And just like the last book went to number one, it is up to you to send to number one right now. This is a cultural fight against the globalists, and it funds the info war. Get signed or unsigned copies of The Great Awakening right now at InfoWarsStore.com. I want to thank you all for your support, but this is a book everybody needs. Get your copy of The Great Awakening right now. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. All right, welcome back, folks. So a lot to talk about today. We're going to move on to some of the January 6th footage has been released. Surprise to all of us to see Speaker of the House Mike Johnson actually fulfill his promise. And full credit goes to Matt Gates for that. We'll get into that in just a little bit. We'll get into what's going on with Derek Chauvin 
and his appeal, now that's been revealed beyond any doubt whatsoever, that uh, the thing that killed George Floyd was in fact George Floyd himself and the drugs he was taking. But let's finish off here with Argentina. So if you remember a few weeks ago, we played a clip from an Al Jazeera documentary called The Lobby, where an undercover journalist goes undercover with APAC and various other Israeli organizations inside the United States. And a lot of it has to do with the BDS movement. But in it, they talk about a fundraiser. And essentially, the fundraiser is the control mechanism by which politicians have their decisions and viewpoints on certain topics decided for them. And in this case, it was talking about a New York gathering where they got together basically 30 to 40 Jewish people. They all gave the maximum amount that they can to a political uh, candidate. So if each person can give something like $2,700, then they multiply that by 30 or 40, deliver it all at once, and sit them in front of the room of 30, and they say, this is the Jewish community. These 30 or 40 people, they represent all of the tens of thousands of Jews in New York. And so you have to listen to them if you want to get this massive chunk of change that will then continue through your, you know, uh, the time that you're a congressman and, and then into your reelection. And so the interesting things to that is, one, that you can have 30 or 40 people just claim, self-appoint to themselves as the spokesperson for an entire diverse community of tens of thousands of people. But the other interesting thing was they essentially said, we don't care what you believe. We don't care what your stances are on pretty much anything. You can be far right. You can be far left. You can care about the Palestinians or not. They don't even care about that that much. You have to be against Iran in particular you know, on this particular issue. So in that case, it was the Iranian uh, nuclear agreement that was being discussed at the time. But the takeaway from that, uh, of that to me, is that, you know, that's how, th that's how they operate. I mean, it's a really important thing to consider. I don't even know how to put it into words so well. But the idea that there's one clinching point, there's one thing that you have to be on the right side of, and then nothing else really matters. Far right populist, far left radical, it doesn't really matter. You just have to be on the right side of this issue. And then you'll you'll have our support. And so when you think about, you know, how that manifests in the way people vote on various uh, topics or, you know, if you have somebody who has 50 things they want to achieve and maybe one of those beliefs isn't in line with what the donors want, but they go, hey, I can get 49 things done if I sacrifice this one. Fine, I'll do it. Thinking, hey, it's just one out of 49. But to these people, it's the only thing that actually matters. It's the only thing that they care about. It's the only thing that you have to be correct on and you get their support. Now there's almost an inversion of that where Javier Malay, he's outspoken, he's brash, he's against the government control, he's against the socialists, he's for the free market, he's for capitalism, he's against the social pressure and the wokeness and all the other things that we've seen him go through. But Boy, does he love Israel. I mean, more so than your average politician. And I'm not just saying, I mean, that's what he says. I see a lot of people on the right going, yeah, he's, he's compromised. He's not our guy. He's not, you know, somebody, he's not a real populist because he is very, very, very beholden to Israel and the Jewish state. And from this is from uh, the Jewish Telegraph Agency, Javier Malay, right wing economist with a passion for Judaism, is elected president of Argentina. 
They call him a colorful right-wing anarcho-capitalist who said that he would like to convert to Judaism and was elected president of Argentina on Sunday. Early results showed he garnered over 55% of the national vote. His passionate love of Judaism in Israel has been one of several unexpected qualities that Argentines and political uh, analysts have become accustomed to during his rapid rise over the past year. Malay, 53, throughout his campaign, blamed the ongoing government for soaring inflation and poverty rates, etc., etc. And here from uh, i24news.tv, that's the uh, television channel in Israel, Javier Malay says his first international trip will be, quote, to Jerusalem to delve deeper into the studies of the Torah, Talmud, and other Jewish scriptures. I'm telling you, it's not just like he likes Israel, so we hate him. It's like, should the country, should the president of Argentina be this devoted to a foreign state? That's a little bit weird. It's a little bit odd. I'm not, you know, ready to say uh, his whole candidacy is is fake or whatever. I still think it's a good thing. I still think it's a positive direction. I still think it can serve as a template for how other candidates can mold their candidacy for success. Argentina's far-right populist presidential candidate shocked the world with a stunning third-party win in local primaries. Now he's starting to make waves in Israel with his professed closeness to the Jewish state and Judaism in general. Javier Malay took the spotlight after political outsider, et cetera, et cetera. The essential uh, presidential hopeful has been compared to Donald Trump. In his interview with local network La Nación, Malay professed his intentions, adding that as president, his closest allies will be the United States and Israel, and his first international trip will be to Jerusalem to delve deeper into the studies of the Torah, Talmud, and other Jewish scriptures. So I just think it's interesting now. He was born Catholic. His closeness to Judaism even warranted a question from the Argentine daily El País, which asked whether he'd consider changing his religion, to which Malai replied he was studying the matter. If I'm president and the Jewish Sabbath falls, what do I do? Am I going to disconnect from the country from Friday to Saturday? There are some issues that would make Judaism incompatible with the presidency, the Argentinian presidential uh, hopeful told El Pais. The rabbi who guides my study says that I should read the Torah from the point of view of economic analysis, Malay concluded. And there's other videos. I don't think I brought any of them in, but uh, where he's saying, I don't listen to priests. I listen to my rabbi. I don't listen to Christianity. I listen to, to Judaism. And again, there's a lot of people on the right wing who are going, yeah, don't get too excited about this Javier Malay guy. He's basically an Israeli president of Argentina, which again, just seems to me like an inversion, an interesting inversion of the stance of the Zionist community in New York that was exposed in the APAC documentary where they go, it doesn't matter how good you are. Are you good on this one particular topic? seems like now there's this inversion where the right wing is saying, doesn't matter how good you are, what's your stance on Israel? And if you land on the wrong side of that, you're not our guy. If you land on the right side, you are. I think there's more things going into electing a presidential candidate than just their stance on Israel. But it is also setting up some interesting and, and bizarre allyships here in America politically where, as we've pointed out many times, when it comes to the topic of Israel, I find myself weirdly aligned with you know, AOC. It's like me and Thomas Massey and the squad versus Joe Biden slash the rest of the American government. And it's very, it's, it's weird how this singular topic has become a dividing line that seems to cut through all of the other dividing lines and leads to some interesting combinations of uh, political allyship, which I don't think is actually a bad thing. I don't think that's a bad thing. In fact, we have a story that we can get to a little bit later of people like John Fetterman 
coming out and actually leading the charge to stop China from buying or even owning any American farmland. John Fetterman, believe it or not, man that I have routinely referred to as some sort of special needs ogre, is actually right on this, and I'm on his side and in favor of it, and I think it would be great if we could come together across the aisle on some of these topics. John Fetterman says China is taking back our pandas and the U.S. should retaliate by seizing foreign owned farmland. Yeah, one of those significantly more important than the other one. You can have your pandas. We get the food supply back. Yeah, I think that's a good deal. I'd make that deal. So I'm on John Fetterman's side now. And so, again, what I'm pointing out is that in this massive upheaval that we're experiencing, and it does, I think it has a lot to do with October 7th, the Hamas attack and the ensuing bombardment by Israel. But that's not the only thing. And there's a number of things that are all just sort of being jumbled right now and is leaving people without a clear delineation between political sides, which again, I think is actually kind of a healthy thing for a republic. I don't think that we should be so staunchly divided left and right. I do think that we could achieve good things. The problem is that our government routinely comes together on only things that hurt us. Only things that are done to destroy American prosperity and reputation around the world. They only come together on things like starting foreign wars, on the Ukraine war, or the wars in the Middle East. Or now they're coming together against free speech to stop anti-Semitism, so-called. So why don't we have a government that comes together on things that benefit us and maybe some of the more personal things we can have our differences on, but understand at the end of the day, we're all working in favor of America. Why not have a political, uh, not a political party, but a political group that has Thomas Massey and AOC, that has Rand Paul and John Fetterman? Wouldn't it be nice if people could just come together and support America first? And interestingly, Israel is sort of becoming a dividing line between people that put their own countries well-being first and people that see their own country as a tool to achieve geopolitical globalist aims. It's very interesting. Thanksgiving 2023 is here, and I'm giving Thanksgiving for all we've done against tyranny and your incredible support together in this fight. And I'm particularly giving Thanksgiving that X2, our number one product, the only true atomic iodine on the market after a year plus of being sold out, is finally back in stock, ready to ship now. If you don't know the power of X2 and the iodine conspiracy, you are insane. Get X2 now. It could be the last run ever we get shut down. While you still can, at InfoWarsStore.com. Research iodine deficiency and billions of people with cognitive disabilities because they don't have it. X2, X2, X2 is now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. Takes a few weeks to kick in, but it is the building block to everything. It's the missing link. They bomb us with the fluoride that is in the same family but has the opposite effect. This is the holy grail of supplements and empowering yourself. X2, back in stock right now. Discount at InfoWarsStore.com. Navigating the maze of mainstream narratives, Harrison Smith finds the hidden paths in the war room. Here's an interesting take that was just sent to me on Twitter. By the way, if if you ever want to comment on Twitter, we'll open up the phone lines for your calls in the third hour of today's show. But in the meantime, if you ever want to go to at Harrison H. Smith on X, tag me or message me, and I usually have it open uh, during the show, so... I'll often read your comments if I think they're valuable. This one I think is. He says, 
J.D. Milton on Twitter says, this guy has been selected to bring populist right-wing loose cannon leaders into disrepute, and it's all geared towards besmirching President Trump. That's all. People might think twice when they see this guy implode with little help from the Rothschilds. So this person thinks that they're setting up Malay to fail completely and cause his style of campaigning and his right-wing populism to fall into disrepute. An interesting take. We'll have to see how this plays out. But again, across the entire world, the right wing is taking charge. Across the entire globe, right wing governments are being elected into power despite the concerted opposition from not just the media networks, not just the globalist factions like the World Economic Forum and their stranglehold on local governments, but also against people like Alex Karp and Palantir and their Gotham program, who he credits to single-handedly stopping the rise of the far right. Of course, we know when they say far right, what they mean is just any sort of populist sentiment whatsoever. So in other words, they credit their secretive, behind-the-scenes, algorithmic manipulation of social media and news reports online as being able to control the outcome of elections continent-wide across all of Europe. That is an incredibly powerful force that they wield behind the scenes. It's not enough to stop a unified people opposing them. It's not enough to stop a popular uprising with millions of people casting their votes or taking to the streets to demand a country that serves the people instead of serving the globalist schemes of the globalist masters. So that's very good news. Argentina, America, Germany, Finland, uh, Sweden, the Netherlands, France, Germany – I already mentioned Germany. I'm mentioning it again because I'm excited about that. Uh, Spain and even El Salvador. All of these electing right-wing politicians and, in most cases, the right-wing politicians succeeding wildly and proving that it's not just a matter of, like, talking points. It's not just a matter of, like, taking advantage of the anger of the people. I mean, that's how it's always presented, populist movements are presented as some sort of irrational response from people who – for no reason, feel that they're being oppressed by some group that isn't really oppressing them. The reality is that the leftist liberal policies that have dominated the entire West and really all of the the first world over the last several decades have failed utterly because they are predicated on a inaccurate and frankly, I'm trying not to say the R word as much, <clears throat> frankly, uh, uh, not very intelligent or moral uh, moral framework, foundation, where they're operating from this belief of you have to control people, you have to tell them what to do, and that nationalism itself is somehow a barrier to a global progressive movement that will just be nothing but rainbows and sunshine. The reality is that you need somebody like Naya Bukele to come in and just lay down the law. Just lay down the law, that's all. Just put the criminals in prison. Just root out all of the corruption in your government. And he's done it, and he succeeded, and is continuing to succeed wildly. Not just okay. You know, not just like, well, it may be a little bit better here, but nah, we'll be back to the left wing, you know, in no time. No, no. Taking a country like El Salvador from the murder capital of the world to so far down the list you can't even find them. Reversing trends of organized crime and criminality that have seeded and 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 infiltrated their communities for decades, ripping them out by the root, brutally 
stopping the exploitation and abuse of innocent civilians by a criminal class of scumbags. That's what it takes. That's what people are seeing. They're waking up to it around the world. And of course, the powers that be are not letting this go unopposed. And they're launching assassinations and smear attempts and censorship attempts to try to stop the people from getting... Harrison Smith is where the shields of truth are forged in the fires of inquiry. All right, welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the second hour of The War Room, InfoWars.com, band.video. I wish the crew would stop flashing images of Javier Malay's wife. It's distracting me. I had a, I had a theory before. The, the more attractive a politician's wife, the better a politician they are. I don't know how to explain it. I just trust women's intuition. That's all. That's all it is. All right, we'll move on now. We will move on. But just to finish up here, you've got, again, the worldwide right-wing uprising is devastating the globalist plans. And it's really a wonderful thing to see. Gert Wilders, conservative uh, conservatives in the Netherlands, surged the top of the polls Just days before Dutch election, after impressing in televised debates, the Party for Freedom, Gert Wilders' party, it's experienced a dramatic rise in uh, popularity among Dutch voters in a matter of days, rising from fourth place and is now polling a joint top with the governing VVD after an impressive performance in the latest television debate. So again, this is in addition to the Farmers' Party absolutely dominating in elections they had previously this year. In the same way, the AFD in Germany, the Alternative for Deutschland Party, is making massive gains in the polls. And just like in Germany, where just last week one of the AFD party heads was shot in the face, I believe, if I, don't, if I have that correctly, and are also being put on the terrorist watch list, right? This is, this is the position of the right wing in the Western world. You both get attacked by literal left-wing assassins, and you are considered the danger. The security spy apparatus that they've erected on every in every country the world over is turned towards you as if you're the dangerous one while simultaneously you are viciously, savagely, and brutally attacked by the left-wing who are, in fact, the bad guys. And this happened in the Netherlands as well. Dutch right-wing leader Thierry Baudet Baudet was just hospitalized after a violent attack. The election is in two days. This follows a wave of violence against the right in Europe, including a Vox Party founder who was shot in the face two weeks ago in Spain. That was the one I was thinking of. Last month, there was an assassination plot against the founders of AFD in Germany. I was conflating those two. Sorry, there's just so many happening. I I tend to conflate them. There's also a brutal assault against the leader of an anti-immigration and anti-Ukraine party in the Netherlands. So yes, they are both releasing, releasing the leftist hordes to physically attack, intimidate, and even assassinate the leaders of the right wing in Europe while simultaneously calling the right wing dangerous terrorists and sicking the you know, secret service on them, which is all part of it, right? It, when you have the government telling the people, uh, the AFD or the Dutch conservatives, they're dangerous. They are a de- threat to democracy. They're Nazis. They're Hitler reborn. And then, of course, you're going to inspire the unstable psychopaths on the left to carry out the attacks for you 
it's all part of the plan. Civil war looms in Spain. Socialists push country to the blank, uh, breaking point. This from Remix News. Hundreds of thousands of people demonstrated in Madrid over the Socialist Party's move to seize power, with the party only able to form a government via controversial pacts with separatist parties that not only violate the Constitution, but also threaten to tear Spain apart. The genie is out of the bottle for the Spanish left on Saturday, in addition to hundreds of thousands of people demonstrating again, again downtown in downtown Madrid against the Socialist Party's pact to form a government. 30,000 people in the Basque country demanded self-determination for the region. Pedro Sanchez was sworn in as prime minister on Friday after parliament authorized him to form a government with an absolute, by an absolute majority with 179 votes in favor. However, he's paid, a huge, he's paid a huge price for attaining power, having to reach an agreement with the separatist Catalan and Basque parties, without which he would have been forced to call new elections. In the end, Sanchez opted for treason and made the pacts with the separatists, raising concerns not only about the constitutionality of his actions, but also the rule of law. And so you're seeing the right wing for the first time in a long time in Spain come together and start demonstrating at truly massive numbers. Speaking of massive numbers, these numbers surprised our own pollsters. NBC hosts stunned at Joe Biden's abysmal poll numbers. Joe Biden's poll numbers are so bad that MSNBC, uh, well, NBC hosts were stunned as they reported on the new left-leaning NBC poll that shows Biden's approval rating is just 40%, the lowest Biden has ever measured in our poll. According to the poll, 40% of registered voters approve of Biden's job performance, while 57 disapprove, representing Biden's all-time low in approval and all-time high in disapproval in the poll since becoming president. People are getting sick of it. They're getting fed up. Uh, Vegas voting odds are now firmly with Donald Trump and you know, it's there's no question why, because obviously, obviously the left wing and the the liberal morons in general have had power for decades, and for decades everything has gotten worse for everybody, pretty much. And finally, the right wing is starting to push back despite being called bad names, which has been the really only weapon of the left for a long time, and. Like any weapon, like any sword used too much, it's begun to dull, and it's not quite cutting as fiercely as it once did. Too bad you have to change your ideas now. Speaking of, and man, I just can't tell you how much I've appreciated Mr. Elon Musk going to bat for free speech time and time again. Like I said in the opening of the show, it's like for a long time I was doing you know, categorizing different stories under Elon Musk versus Elon Musk versus Twitter for a long time before he bought it. He was at war with Twitter. Elon Musk versus the SEC. Elon Musk versus the ADL. Elon Musk versus the advertisers. It's Elon Musk versus the world. And we're on the side of Elon Musk. And now he's going to war against Media Matters. InfoWars has the story. Media Matters caught rigging X results to deceive advertisers. Elon Musk preps thermonuclear lawsuit and this is the this is the brilliant thing and this is the thing that we need people to do i don't want to have to rely on billionaires to fight our battle for us but there are things that people like elon musk can achieve because they have the resources because they have the legal teams because they have the influence that we as individuals without billions of dollars just can't do so he needs our support and he needs us to help to you know shape the discussion of this because all he's doing is advocating for free speech all he's doing is stopping these private organizations 
many of whom are explicitly ethno narcissist, right? They you know, like AD, ADL. It's not some just blanket anti defamation league that protects everybody. It's specific. It's very specific to the Jewish people, and in particular to the state of Israel. And so you've got this what essentially serves as like the secret censorship police for a foreign power using the trauma and and past horrors of the Holocaust and and any other pogrom the Jews have ever faced, using that, weaponizing it to achieve political ends on the geopolitical uh, stage. And Musk is standing up against them, not by opposing them in everything, but by simply saying, you don't have a right to determine what people see. You don't have a right to be the censors of this country that has a First Amendment. Just because you're not the government doesn't mean that the First Amendment doesn't apply to you and doesn't mean that you're able to use your inordinate wealth and influence to silence the everyday American. That's not how this works. That's sort of the whole point of America, and Elon Musk is being a brilliant representative in this matter. We have a, I have a funny video that sort of takes on this whole topic that we'll save for the next segment. But again, the InfoWars article... Musk warns X has seen a number of attacks from activist groups like Media Matters and legacy media outlets who seek to undermine freedom of expression on our platform because they perceive it as a threat to their ideal to their ideological narrative and their financial supporters. Critics slam left, leftist rag saying, so basically what you're saying is Media Matters did a Jussie Smollett. So we'll explain how Media Matters rigged the outcome of their so-called investigation. We'll also look a little bit into the history of Media Matters, which of course used to be moveon.org. It's a uh, George Soros group, Open Society Foundation organization uh, whose entire purpose is to shut down the right wing in the United States by leveraging false claims of bigotry or racism or anti-Semitism or whatever other ism they need to activate in order to get what they want. So, We'll explain exactly how this is unfolding. We'll mock him a little bit. We'll cheer on Elon Musk on the other side. Open up phone lines in the third hour, but stay with us. Lots of videos, lots more to cover in the hour ahead. If you ever take one piece of my advice, it's get a bottle of X2. It's been sold out for over a year because we wouldn't cut corners and because it's so hard to produce. We finally have a limited run back in supply at InfoWarsStore.com. So many people have serious issues. Look at the UN's own numbers. Billions have cognitive disabilities because they do not have true nascent iodine in their bodies. Most of the other iodine is bound to other heavy metals or bound to other elements, so you don't download it. But this is pure atomic certified iodine. X2 is now back in stock, discounted. So I'm giving Thanksgiving right now for this product being here. It funds the info war, but I guarantee you, you take this for a few weeks, you will feel the difference. It is amazing. It's the missing link X2 back in stock at the end of 2023 at InfoWarsStore.com. X2. The satanic new world order is betting against humanity. They're betting on our weakness. They believe they can destabilize civilization bring us down into the ashes of history but the trap they've laid for us will be their destruction not ours if we trust in god and if we are valiant and have courage to speak the truth and not comply and engage in civil disobedience and not join the masses who have decided that they are the scum of the earth who have decided that they will join with this soulless corporate system 
As for InfoWars, we are going to steadfastly continue to fight in the information war with our weapon, the truth, against the enemies of humanity. And we put our faith, and we put our trust, and we put our destiny in the hands of God. Because it's been said a trillion times, if God be with us, who can be against us? Infowars.com forward slash show. Yes, folks, they're doing it again. They're using the tactic of stakeholder capitalism to wield the power of the purse in favor of shutting down human rights, in particular, Bill of Rights across the board. It's not the first time they've done it this year. Not the first time they've done it against Elon Musk. Not the last time either, as this is, as I just said, this is the tactic for the future. This is the neo-fascist, neo-feudal world order that the World Economic Forum is ushering in. This is how it works. If corporations band together to deprive income to people that they want to influence and then make demands. I mean, it's like organized systemic blackmail. Organized, again, by the World Economic Forum, the leaders at the top who coordinate their boycott actions. We saw this really take place at the beginning of 2021 where you had dozens and dozens of completely disparate, totally unrelated corporations all in unison threatening to do things like leave Georgia if they passed the Voter Security Act. We saw it with the second-in-command of the World Economic Forum, Mark Benioff. He used his influence to get a veto on a bill that he didn't want, despite the fact that the representatives of the people had voted to make it law. Well, when the biggest corporation in your state threatens to you know, move out with all the billions of dollars they create and all the th- tens of thousands of jobs that they have in that state, Uh, The state bends to the will. So in other words, instead of just pure capitalism, which says the point of your company is making money, that's your point. That's why you exist is to make money, to make products people will like, to sell to people, to make money for your shareholders and for yourselves. That's pure capitalism. Under this, they hijack the power that corporations have not to make money but to progress social and cultural causes. That's why you have ESG. I mean, ESG scores are the perfect embodiment of this. Is it going to make you more profitable to have a black female lesbian run your company? Probably not. Probably, maybe. Maybe she's really good, but probably not. And if you're choosing her not because she's the best for the position, but because of her particular immutable aspects of her race and sex and sexual proclivities, then you're making decisions not based on what's best for the shareholder and what's best to make money, but what's best to progress a nebulous kind of social progressivism, and you're actually going to lose money in that process. And it's the same reason why you ask, like, what's wrong with Disney? What's wrong with Marvel? Why do they keep making movies that suck? And it's like, well, because their goal is no longer to make movies that people will enjoy. It's to make movies that push a message. I mean, that's it's a hijacking of the very concept of economy to progress ideas rather than to make money and build things. And so that's what's happening. Make no mistake about it. And so 
there are various organizations that organize these boycott attempts. And I'll even say again that calling them a boycott is not exactly correct. I mean, a boycott is something like what happened to Bud Light, where you just have millions of Americans on their own or by discussing with one another going, yeah, I'm just not going to buy that anymore. I'm just not going to buy that product anymore because they don't represent what I like. That's a natural from the ground up, from the bottom up, rebellion against you know, corporate malfeasance. That's what a boycott is. This is not so much a boycott as it is an organized blackmail ring. Just so we're clear, just so we're absolutely clear. So again, the story from InfoWars breaking media matters caught rigging X results to deceive advertisers. Elon Musk preps thermonuclear lawsuit. They say Media Matters shared a report Thursday that showed, quote, white nationalist and anti-Semitic conspiracy theory content next to ads for major brands like Apple, Bravo, IBM, Oracle, Xfinity, uh, which is Comcast. Musk X, uh, outlined X has seen a number of attacks from activist groups like Media Matters and legacy media outlets who seek to undermine freedom of expression on our platform because they perceive it as a threat to their ideological narrative and those of their financial supporters. He said that these rogue groups are trying to use their influence to attack our revenue streams by deceiving advertisers on X. And we'll get into what that deception looks like. And I saw somebody post on Twitter today. I can't remember exactly uh, how they put it, but it was like, do you realize that without X, we only own 97.3% of the media in America? Like they can't stand not having total control. They cannot stand having less than 100% of control over your information flow. Just the slightest chink in the armor, the slightest hole in the dam brings the whole thing down. And that's what Elon Musk has provided for us, a platform to actually have free speech. Of course, I know, and Troyer, Alex Jones, not let back on. It's disappointing, but we're seeing a big movement to advocate for their return to Twitter, and hopefully Elon Musk adheres to that. But this is why they got kicked off in the first place. And this organized attack against Twitter in this case, or X in this case, is very similar and smells very much the same as what happened when Alex Jones was kicked off of all of social media all at once on a single day, as if it was unified, as if it was coordinated, as if they had a plan to do this and were had some sort of organizing principle or organizing organization that was helping to coordinate all of these actions. About this, uh, Wall Street Silver says, I suspect one of the claims that X makes against media matters will be tortious interference with three times punitive damages in most states. Tortious interference is a common law tort allowing a claim for damages against a defendant who wrongfully interferes with the plaintiff's ability to make money and to make profit. And again, we'll, we'll talk about how exactly well, – we'll continue talking about this for a little bit because we're going to get into the history of media matters and you know where they came from, who funds them, what their purpose for existing is, and how they organize boycotts like this. But I want to go first to clip number six. This is friend of the show, Damon Imani. Uh, no, I'm sorry. No, I blew that. All right. Well, that's who it is. That actually is who it is. You'll all recognize him. But what I meant to say is, here's Media Matters presenting their case against Elon Musk. Here is the... Uh, Here's the statement from Media Matters themselves. Let's watch. At Media Matters, we take pride in our recent efforts leading numerous major companies to withdraw their advertising from X due to their ads appearing on what we define as anti-Semitic posts on the platform. What we define as anti-Semitic posts aren't necessarily like 
Doesn't that highlight our fraud? Who even wrote that? Okay, let's go. At Media Matters, we take pride in our recent efforts leading numerous major companies to withdraw their advertising from X due to their ads appearing on anti-Semitic posts on the platform. I mean, that's kind of, the whole thing is misleading no matter what. Didn't we like do dirty tricks to make the ads show up on the posts? That's not honest work. And also why the exclusive focus on X? Like Reddit, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram all have been flooded with anti-Semitic posts recently. Why are we not mentioning them? I don't know, man. We have published eight heat pieces about X in the past two months alone. Doesn't that make us look like desperate liars? Oh, that's what we are. Oh, okay, then, then forget my comments. Let's go. Let's do this. All right, that's Damon Amani for Catch Up. And we'll, we'll explain the intricacies of the fraud that they pulled off to justify this. But yeah, it's not the first time something like this has happened. Ma- major corporations all simultaneously withdrawing support in a coordinated fashion. This is just what they do. You can ask Kanye West about that. We'll be back. Thanksgiving 2023 is here. And I'm giving Thanksgiving for all we've done against tyranny and your incredible support together in this fight. And I'm particularly giving Thanksgiving that X2, our number one product, the only true atomic iodine on the market after a year plus of being sold out, is finally back in stock, ready to ship now. If you don't know the power of X2 and the iodine conspiracy, you are insane. Get X2 now. It could be the last run ever we get shut down. While you still can at InfoWarsStore.com. Research iodine deficiency and billions of people with cognitive disabilities because they don't have it. X2, X2, X2 is now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. Takes a few weeks to kick in, but it is the building block to everything. It's the missing link. They bomb us with the fluoride that is in the same family, but has the opposite effect. This is the holy grail of supplements and empowering yourself. X2, back in stock right now. Discount at InfoWarsStore.com. Infowars.com forward slash show. Peeling back the layers of the day's events to reveal the core truth. War Room with Harrison Smith. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about Media Matters and X and Elon Musk, his thermonuclear attack that is really unifying people across the right to stand up against the censorship program that has wrecked devastation on the populist movement. By the way, I you know, I always keep Twitter open during the show just so I can bring you any breaking news that happens to filter across the social media landscape. And I guess I don't mention my Twitter very much because I just did and I saw like 20 people Start following me right away. Maybe I should do it more. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. You can follow me at Harrison H. Smith. I don't take it that seriously because I don't have to because we have InfoWars. Because anything I really want to say, I save for the show because I don't – and people ask me this. I, I posted something. People take our videos down and re-upload them, and I posted something about that saying, you know, I'll never actually know the the full view count of my videos because they get posted – other places, even like on TikTok, I'll have a video get taken down and then it gets put up by somebody else. 
somehow it remains up for them and gets millions of views and I just stumble upon it one day and I'm like, oh, crap, I have three million views more than I thought I did. Pretty interesting stuff. And somebody – and I was saying it's it's a good thing. I like that. I like that people take our videos and re-upload them. I had somebody on Twitter say, uh, it doesn't sound like you're very happy. It sounds like you're kind of mad. It's like I would be mad if I relied on views to make money. Like if I was a internet personality who relied on the income or a YouTube personality that relied on ad income for the number of views I had, it would kind of annoy me that I was having views stolen from me. But that's the beauty of InfoWars. As long as people go to InfoWarsStore.com and purchase the products, as long as we keep this operation going and I can rely on steady employment, then the information is free. Take it, take it, upload it, re-upload it. Make money yourself on it. I mean, make a, a channel that just cuts up and re-edits and publishes InfoWars stuff and monetize it. We don't care. We just want the information to get out there. And luckily, we have this amazing system that keeps us afloat, keeps us totally independent, keeps us completely unreliant on any outside force, any advertiser, any corporation. Nobody can tell us to not say anything. Nobody can wield influence against us. Only the audience can influence what we cover. And of course, as long as we are covering the truth, our audience is pretty much good with us. So if you like that we have this platform, if you like that we don't have to rely on on advertisers, that we don't have to rely even on social media and Twitter and things like that. Go to InfoWarsStore.com. Keep us solvent. Keep us in the fight. Keep us on the air. Keep us completely and totally independent of any untoward influence influence whatsoever. It's the Black Friday sale. It's already on. You're getting up to 60% off, plus free shipping, plus double Patriot points, plus Survival Shield X2 is back in stock. I mean, now is the time, folks. Go to InfoWarsStore.com. Keep us on the air. It's like the number one thing you can do to keep free speech alive in this world where it is facing ever greater danger. And I thank you for that. And I thank you for allowing me to keep my Twitter just a place where I say random kind of funny things and I don't take it that seriously. It would it would be a chore if I had to suddenly actually worry about making money through things like Twitter. Instead, we can just have Twitter as what it's supposed to be, a place for conversation, debate, and posting uh, funny memes. We'll just say that. Of course, they're under concerted attack. Once again, it has happened again. And it's practically the same thing that happened last time that the ADL attacked Elon Musk. This time they're doing it under the guise of media matters. But, you know, they'll say it, and even in articles about this, from right-wing people, it's like, well, Media Matters wrote this article, and that inspired all these companies to withdraw funding. Not exactly. Not exactly. I mean, they need the article to point to, but they were going to do this anyway, right? They need the article to give them the cover to do the thing that they were going to do anyway, much in the same way as we talked that, you know, this is not a boycott in the traditional sense, as it's not a mass amount of people all choosing to go somewhere else. It's a very few number of people at massive corporations in a concerted effort to destroy economically a rival to their media monopoly in the same way as you have sort of a fake boycott going, uh, you also have fake protests a lot of times. So like this article to me would be like a fake protest. Like no one's actually mad at, at Elon Musk. You know, you don't have a massive amount of people protesting the Twitter headquarters, but oftentimes whether it's an article or a protest, Corporations and these World Economic Forum controlled organizations, whether it's an NGO or a government or a corporation, they want to do certain things. They want to do certain 
right-restricting actions. And so they need to fund the article or the protest in order to give them the cover. So they can point to that and go, well, we're doing it because people are protesting. We're just listening to the people. Well, the people were paid by you to go protest. So what are you talking about? It's all just an orchestrated kabuki theater shadow puppet show. So the major corporations that have announced boycotts against X this week, Apple, Comcast, Disney, IBM, Lionsgate, NBC Universal, Paramount, and Warner, uh, Warner Bros., do not give money to people who hate you. Boycott the boycotters. It's kind of difficult when it's every corporation on the planet. Just don't watch movies or have a phone or a computer. Great. That will boycott. Like It's impossible to boycott all of these companies. They control everything, which is the problem, and they need to be confronted. And that's what Elon Musk is doing. But you've heard a few different ways that this is being phrased as some sort of deception. Someone even called it a Jussie Smollett-style you know, fake hate crime. And that's essentially what it is, and Jack Posobiec posted this by Joe Benarock. Media Matters created – this is how Media Matters came up with their – with the information that they then put in an article that they then used to provide the excuse for the censorship that they've been salivating for already. Media Matters created three accounts and followed 30 accounts similar to the ones in the article. They then constantly refresh the timeline of posts, 13 times the number of ads served to this user as opposed to the median. 50 impressions served against the content in the article out of 5.5 billion served the whole day points to the fact of how efficiently our model avoids content for advertisers. Data wins over allegations. So in other words, they created accounts, specifically followed accounts that could be deemed anti-Semitic or racist or whatever, and then refreshed it and essentially created the outcome that they wanted in order to say, look, X is anti-Semitic, so you should boycott it. Now, the best thing about this is that it is uniting basically the entire right wing to come together to oppose this type of so-called boycott blackmail. The Babylon Bee, Tim, Tim Cass, Benny Media, I know the quartering and his company, Coffee Brand Coffee, as well as Andrew Tate as well, as a number of others, are all pledging big ad buys on the platform. Now, Rumble CEO Chris Pavlovsky has also announced his plans to go nuclear, uh, thermonuclear as well, saying, quote, when I said the cavalry is coming, I was not joking. In the coming days, we are going thermonuclear as well. Everyone is about to witness the greatest pushback against censorship regime. The people's support for all organizations in this mission is critical, Pavlovsky said. Yes, Musk replied simply. So we're seeing massive right-wing brands that have gained popularity and influence and power over the last several years unified together to oppose the Media Matters censorship regime that's attempting to silence or at least negatively influence Musk's now more free speech adherent platform. In addition to this, Missouri Attorney General uh, Andrew Bailey has told Elon Musk that he's looking into investigating Media Matters as this may rise to the level of criminal manipulation of information in order to deprive funds to a corporation like X. Missouri Attorney General tells Elon Musk that he's investigating Media Matters. Media Matters published a report on November 16th claiming that X was placing ads from major companies next to, quote, pro-Nazi content. This led NBC, AB, uh, NBC Apple, Disney, IBM, Paramount, Warner Bros., D uh, Discovery, and Lionsgate quickly pulling their ads from the platform. Ex-executive 
Joe Benarock quickly debunked the reporting, that tweet that I just read, explaining that a Media Matters reporter had created accounts and gamed the X server to create false impressions for their article, but the damage had already been done. And so now, Attorney General Bailey jumped in and said, my team is looking into this matter when Elon Musk says that this seems to be both a civil and criminal activity as they seek to control public discourse on social media. More on the other side, opening up the phone calls for your calls in the third hour. Stay tuned, folks. If you ever take one piece of my advice, it's get a bottle of X2. It's been sold out for over a year because we wouldn't cut corners and because it's so hard to produce. We finally have a limited run back in supply at InfoWarsStore.com. So many people have serious issues. Look at the UN's own numbers. Billions have cognitive disabilities because they do not have true nascent iodine in their bodies. Most of the other iodine is bound to other heavy metals or bound to other elements so you don't download it. But this is pure atomic certified iodine. X2 is now back in stock, discounted. So I'm giving Thanksgiving right now for this product being here. It funds the info war. But I guarantee you, you take us for a few weeks, you will feel the difference. It is amazing. It's the missing link. X2, back in stock at the end of 2023 at InfoWarsStore.com. X2. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed, dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. And why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements. Our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. back ladies and gentlemen yeah we're still talking about the the true information war i mean and it becomes clear i know alex is one of alex's favorite quotes memes whatever you want to call it is you know if if the situation was hopeless their censorship would be unnecessary and it really does tell you how desperate they are to have absolute and total control of the information systems a control and a monopoly over which Elon Musk has destroyed. And he spent billions of dollars to do so. Really, really fantastic stuff. But of course, now he's going head-to-head with Media Matters, much in the exact same way that he went head-to-head with the ADL. And remember, the ADL bragged about the fact that they helped to organize a brand boycott. A brand cot? We'll call it a brand cot, something like that. Again, I just hate calling it a boycott. When there's nothing popular about it, there's no – anyway, I've said it over and over today, but I guess that's what it is. It's an advertiser brand boycott. 
the ADL bragged about doing it. And then when Elon Musk pointed out that you're not allowed to do that, that you can't try to influence a corporation's behavior by coordinating behind the scenes to get all of its advertisers to bankrupt it, it's not fair. And of course, then what they do is they get all the advertisers to boycott it. And then their media mouthpieces write articles saying, gee, Twitter sure is collapsing since Elon Musk came on. Man, Elon Musk bought Twitter and now their ad revenue is down so much. See how bad he is? Yeah, if the situation was hopeless, their propaganda would be unnecessary. And it's, it's the same same phrase, just replace censorship, right? None of this would be necessary if the situation was hopeless, which means there is hope for the situation, which means we can stop their plans before they come to fruition if we talk about it, if we expose it, if we explain how it works and organize in opposition to it, which is exactly what their actions are causing to happen. By them organizing and coordinating a mass boycott, the right-wing outlets and, and organizations are coming together to oppose them, and they'll benefit in the end. The companies that are now buying massive ad buys on X will see a return for that investment and will do better and hopefully Elon Musk and others will learn that you don't need these big world economic tied in corporations to make money. You need the American people on your side. That is the key. If you don't have the American people on your side, you're going the way of Bud Light. You're going the way of Disney, Marvel, who are just, it's bad. It's bad folks over there. But let's just talk a little bit about the history and makeup of media matters. Michael O'Fallon, Sovereign Nations at SOV Michael, said this. For the record, let's begin to unwrap what has been happening since 2004 at Media Matters. Media Matters was established with a generous $2 million funding from progressive individuals facilitated through the Tides Foundation. Additional financial support was provided by MoveOn.org and the new Democrat Network. The Democracy Alliance, a donor group associated with left-leaning ideologies, endorsed Media Matters in 2004, leading to a significant influx of donations. In 2010, George Soros attributed $1 million to the organization. Furthermore, Media Matters has received substantial funding from labor unions, notably the National Education Association, because just like the ADL and just like other organizations, they get donor money. They use that donor money to lobby the government. The government is then persuaded to take your tax dollars to fund the programs who advocate for more money from tax dollars to their programs, and it's a self-fulfilling feedback loop of your stolen money into the program's of people run or run by people who despise you and everything that your nation stands for. Their main objective is to suppress any voices that oppose the progressive agenda. In essence, they they embody Herbert Marcuse's concept of repressive tolerance. They orchestrate large-scale boycotts against individuals or businesses who stand against their agenda aiming to drive their drive them out of operation, corporate struggle sessions, which in a Different phrase is the Fourth Industrial Revolution, stakeholder capitalism, the World Economic Forum's plan for universal control. And, of course, he points out that George Soros is a primary operator of Media Matters. Ashley St. Clair points out that not only does Media Matters organize boycotts like this, their leader brags about it. Uh, Ashley St. Clair on Twitter, at St. Clair Ashley. The CEO of Media Matters' own bio is him bragging about all of the people he tried to financially ruin through advertiser pressure campaigns. They say, notably, Angelo, Angelo Carason or something, says, 
Notably, Angelo launched the viral hashtag Dump Trump campaign in 2012 that convinced Macy's to terminate business partnership with Donald Trump. He was also instrumental in advertiser pressure campaigns that resulted in Glenn Beck and Bill O'Reilly's termination from Fox News, as well as one of the key players in the disrupted Rupert Murdoch's attempted takeover of Sky News in the United Kingdom. Like, this is his CV. This is his list of accomplishments. This is what they do. And it's the same thing that happened to Kanye West. The same thing happened to anybody that opposes the ADL. It's the same thing they try to do to us. The good news for InfoWars is we don't rely on advertiser dollars. It doesn't matter if corporations don't like us. If the American people support us, then we're good. And I hope you do by going to InfoWarsStore.com, taking advantage of the Black Friday sales event, won't you? And this story from the National Pulse gets even deeper into some of the intricate connections of the tangled web they've weaved how media matters trying to bankrupt x is linked to biden and the plot to stop trump joe biden's super PAC called unite the country hilarious was recently led by a former aide to the president who in addition to having involvement in hunter biden's business deals is also linked to media matters for america the soros-backed news site currently attempting to bankrupt elon musk's x in the first half of 2023 unite the country dispersed over sixty thousand dollars for fundraising consulting to Prairie Avenue Advisors LLC, a Chicago-based company registered to Mark Doyle, who served as a senior advisor to Biden in the Senate, as well as the national finance director of Biden's 2008 presidential bid. He later became chairman for Unite the Country. Unite the Country has also joined forces with another Democratic super PAC called American Bridge Group to form a $175 million anti-Trump coalition. American Bridge Group was was founded by conservative activist turned liberal henchman David Brock in November 2010. Brock, now labeled one of the most influential political operatives in the Democratic Party, also founded Media Matters in 2004. The relationship between Media Matters and the American Bridge is uh, explicit and extends beyond merely sharing an office in Washington, D.C. The pair are intertwined via their, quote, strategic plan for action to fight the 45th U.S. president, which asserts, quote, we are going to resist the normalization of Donald Trump, his every conflict of interest, his every bit of cronyism, his every move towards authoritarianism, his every subversion of our democratic system and some principles, his every radical departure from foreign and domestic policy norms. Yes, they're going to fight the descent into authoritarianism by silencing dissenters. They're going to stop the destruction of our democracy by making sure they and they alone get to decide what people know and how they vote. It is just obvious what they're doing. They're authoritarians, they're control freaks, they're globalist henchmen, and they're attempting to use their power in corporations, government, and NGOs to silence the American people from speaking out against things that they prefer. And so we stand with Elon Musk, and of course, we ask that you go to InfoWarsStore.com to support this free speech outlet in our never-ending endeavor to rescue humanity from the clutches of the anti-human scumbags that would have us all live like bugs and eat bugs and be bugs and control our very souls with their manipulative algorithms because they don't actually believe humans have souls. By the way, I'd never read The Abolition of Man. Everybody should read The Abolition of Man. I might bring it in and just read it on air. It's a very short book by C.S. Lewis where he talks about and this was all the way back in like – I think it was like before World War II or maybe just after, but like the 30s or 40s. And he's talking about the way in which pe- basically people like Yuval Noah Harari came to be and describing how they're going to try to destroy human instinct. They don't think humans have wills, but the fact that they're the ones doing it insinuates that they do have a will. It's all 
very confusing, and when you get right down to it, extremely satanic what these people are trying to do. The way that they do not believe that anybody else has a right to a soul, basically. But they do, right? They have a right to a soul. They have a right to a will and a consciousness, but they want to deprive it of everybody else. And they're actually doing it. Like it may have been a fantastical thing in the 1940s or 30s, but that's the thing about Nova Harari and, and Alex Karp and Klaus Schwab and all these World Economic Forum scumbags is they actually have the technology to fulfill their satanic agenda in a way that they never have before. And we're just experiencing the very initial rumblings of the earthquake that this will cause. Now we're going to open up phone lines in the third hour. First, we're going to start with a five-minute report by the one and only Greg Reese, who I remind you can be found at band.video, which I remind you is funded by InfoWarsStore.com. So please go and support us there. We'll show you his report in the first five. Then we'll open up phone lines in the second segment and take your calls throughout the third hour. Please do go to InfoWarsStore.com to support us. It's not just American Journal. It's not just War Room. It's not just The Alex Jones Show. It's Band.Video with all of the incredible content creators we have there, such as Greg Reese and Brian Wilson and John Bound, and the list goes on and on and on. All of it supported by you, meaning we can't be boycotted by corporations. Go to InfoWarsStore.com to keep this free speech system alive and operational. We'll be right back for the third hour of The War Room. Please listen closely because this is life-changing critical information. The globalists are bombarding us with toxic chemicals hitting us in the air, the water, the food, the 5G, the poison shots, the shedding, the GMO, all of it. But God's given us compounds through nature that do incredible things in our body. And one of the most important, if not the most important, is vitamin B12. We've got the best organic vitamin B12 Ultra 12, a bestseller, finally back in stock after close to a year being sold out. You take it under the tongue for better absorption, and it's 40% off right now at InfoWarsStore.com. So go to InfoWarsStore.com right now. Get your Ultra 12 and other great products for 40% off. Some products are even more, and it keeps the show on the air. That is a 360 win. The only way you lose is not taking action. I thank you all for your support, being part of this fight. Now go to InfoWarsStore.com right now. 